bringing the world three days and 50 miles closer to a cure for multiple sclerosis. Whether walker or crew, veteran or new, join us as we share news and memories from MS Challenge Walk. Coming to you live from a secret bunker somewhere in North America, it's MS Challenge Talk, the weekly podcast in support of the MS Challenge Walk, bringing the world three days and 50 miles closer to a cure for multiple sclerosis, supported by the National MS Society Greater New England Chapter. My name is Ken Gagney, and I am your host. I am also one of your bicycle support crew, which means that in just a few weeks, you'll see me zipping up and down the Cape Cod Rail Trail, offering support, encouragement, water, and nice cool candies to anybody who wants or needs them. So if you are in need of any one of those things, feel free to flag me down. The challenge walk is less than a month away, and for some people, you are probably wishing I'd stop reminding you of that. This could be a very tense time as you get your training and fundraising in right up until the last minute to make sure you are ready for the vast undertaking that you have undertaken. And then there are probably some people who just wish that the event would hurry up and be over with. I think I'm probably leaning slightly more toward that camp, not because I want it to be over with, but because I've met my fundraising goal and I'm ready to hit the rail trail with my friends and family that are the MS Challenge Walk community. And yet, at the same time, I could use a little bit more time to do some fundraising. My fundraising this year is actually at its lowest that it's been in a very long time, and I have no explanation for that. I feel like I've actually been trying harder this year than usual to fundraise, and why I'm not getting the responses I usually do remains inscrutable to me. Maybe the answers will become clear in the next few weeks. In the meantime, I have an interview for you with Danielle Kemp, the coordinator for the MS Challenge Walk, and then we'll be on the phone with Judy Lasses. Although you're just hearing it now, the interview with Judy was recorded on June 7th. Let's hear from those two. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning, Ken. How are you this fine Monday? Doing well. Challenge walk's coming up quick, so a lot of last-minute stuff, but it's good last-minute stuff. It's a fun thing. Is that creating a lot of stress for those of you in the office? We know how to handle it, that we know what comes in last minute um, and what we can do ahead of time. So it's kind of a well-oiled machine 11 years into the process. <laughs> That's right. I would hope that by now you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So what is happening in the office this week? Well, I am getting uh, quite a few questions about logistics of the weekend. Where do I pack my car? If I'm coming down on Thursday, what are the details on that? Where do I meet you on Friday? All that stuff can be found in our travel and information guide. So I just want to remind people, check there first. It is in the document download section of our Challenge Walk webpage. And if you need the link, you can always email me and I can send it to you. Uh, but check there first. It has all sorts of stuff in it from logistics for the weekend to what to pack. Chances are your question is answered there. Great. We'll also include a link to that in the show notes for this podcast. Thank you. And for crew, crew training is coming up Tuesday the 14th. So I will see all of you then. And what happens at the crew training? It's for those who are in-state, first of all. We do have some out-of-state walkers that, sorry, out-of-state crew that don't come to it, understandably. Um, but it's basically you go over what happens during the weekend, what your responsibility is um, for your crew team. If you're doing rest stops, your theme is discussed, things like that. So just answering any questions you would have about the weekend and your responsibilities. And this is for all crew, whether you're one of the lunch break stops or a bicyclist or a motorcyclist or anything else? Yes, all crew. And do you recommend this for people who have been doing the event for all 11 years, for people for whom this is the first year? It's better for people that are the first year. You can always use a refresher um, if you're a veteran. And the other good thing for veterans is you get to meet anybody who's new to your team because sometimes crews rotate. It's not always the same people. 
So for people that have been doing it for years and are out of state, we don't push them out of state at all. We don't really push them. It's kind of uh, your choice, but it's always good to see you there. And what about for people who, due to work or family obligations, can't make the crew training? Do you recommend some uh, remedial work for them? They can speak to Brenda, and she'll make sure she's up there all set. Most of what uh, we go over can be done over email if they must miss it. Great. Well, it sounds like you have all your bases covered. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So I will be seeing you tomorrow night at the crew training, and then next week at the steering committee meeting, and then a few weeks later at the walk itself. I know. Crazy how quick it's coming, but it's a good thing. Can't wait to see everybody. Well, just on top of all these weekly phone chats we've been having, I hope you don't get sick of me. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Okay, well, I'll give you another month. <laughs> all right. Th- thanks, Danielle. Of course. Thanks for doing this, Ken. This week, I have the pleasure of being joined on the air by Judy Lasses of Team Cocktails for a Cure. Hi, Judy. Hi, Ken. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. How are you? Great. How long have you been walking with Cocktails for a Cure? Actually, this is my first year walking. I've worked on crew for the past four years, I think it is. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I was part of the lunch bunch. Well, what is the lunch bunch? Um, We serve them lunch. We set it all up each day and serve them lunch. Oh, so you're the one making all the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for us? Well, sometimes. And what prompted you to make the transition from the lunch bunch to the walkers? Well, a few years ago, I started making bracelets for Alzheimer's, and I decided to try it for MS. So last year, we have a place down on the Cape, and I kind of sat outside, put some bracelets out, and people were buying them. So I decided to give it a shot. I asked, I took some with me to last year's walk and spoke to Heidi and asked her if it would be okay if I sold some. I think I took maybe 50 with me, and within two hours, I had sold all of them. So Heidi had said if I wanted to come to the walks this spring, I was more than welcome. So that was my deciding factor. If I could raise the money, I'd do the walk. If not, I'd stay on crew. But I've raised all the money plus. Yeah, looking at your online participant center, it looks like you've raised over $2,500 already. Yes, I have. I'm shocked. <laughs> Congratulations. That's wonderful. That That's far and beyond the minimum. I, like I said, I, I was shocked. I can't believe how fast people were buying the bracelets. Did you not have that much success with the Alzheimer's bracelets? Alzheimer's wouldn't let me sell at the walk. Oh. So, yeah. So I was allowed to sell at the walk in North Carolina, but not here. So it was a little harder. Sure, sure. Now, what kind of bracelets are these? It's um I just have orange and white beads and it's on it's an elastic bracelet so one size pretty much fits all but it's the orange bead and I have a little charm on it that says hope which that's what we're all doing is hoping they can cure this. Yeah, we all need a little bit of hope for these days. Yes. Now, what was it that brought you to the cause in the first place? My brother-in-law was diagnosed with MS. I want to say maybe 11 or 12 years ago. So they've been doing the walk since it started, and I just joined, like I said, five years ago. This is my first year walking, so see how this goes. So what was it like your first year being in the lunch bunch? Do you remember being surprised or impressed by anything that you encountered? Were there any, was there anything you weren't expecting? I was amazed at how you feel every night, Friday night, Saturday night, and then at the parade on Sunday, the camaraderie, or it's it's just amazing. And how do you mean? How did you experience that sense of camaraderie? 
everyone is so friendly. Everyone is so upbeat that you can't help but want to do more and more. That's a great feeling. Oh, it absolutely is. That's why I was so thrilled that the bracelets took off and I was able to raise the money this year. Was there anybody you met on the trail or at the lunch shop that really impressed you and made you want to keep doing this? Or was it just the whole community at large? I think it's everybody. No matter, you know, we, by the time we see everybody, they've already walked about 10 miles because they're having lunch. So it's about the halfway point. But the smiles on their faces, I was amazed. It's like you've walked 10 miles. You have to be exhausted. But they would come in smiling and laughing and just having so much fun. And then at the end of the day, after they've walked 20 miles, it's the same thing. And I, I think one person sticks out in my mind, and I, I don't even know her name. And I've, I saw her again at one of the walks this year. And she has MS. She's in a wheelchair. And she does the whole 50 miles. And she pushes herself in the wheelchair. Like I said, I'm not even sure her, what her name is, but I just cannot believe the stamina this woman has to be able to do that. It's amazing, isn't it? It absolutely is. Incredible. And when they walk in with all those smiles, you have to think that these people must be idiots. Don't they know that they just walked 10 miles? But <laughs> I don't know. Somehow we keep each other going. Absolutely. They're limping. They have blisters. They're sore all over. And they're still smiling. Now, so what are your concerns about making the switch from watching everybody walk by to joining them on the walk? Well, I've been in training. I've been doing a lot of walking. So hopefully it won't be too, too bad. But I figure if I don't make it, at least I'll raise the money for it. That's right. But I'll give it my best shot. Have you done a walk like this before? Not 50 miles. <laughs> what sort of walks have you done? I've done uh, breast cancer walks, Alzheimer's walks, but they're only like two or three, maybe five miles. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. about it. The MS Society has plenty of one-day walks for, because that is all that fits a lot of people's schedules and fundraising demands. But to take up the challenge of walking 50 miles and raising as much money as you have, that that's quite the undertaking. Well, like I said, I, I feel it's more about raising the money than actually doing the walk. I hope I can make all 50, but... At least I've raised the money. Mm -hmm. And as you'll find when you do the walk, it gives you an entirely different perspective on the community. You've probably wondered why they're able to smile after walking. Pretty soon you'll be finding out for yourself. Well, I've heard about some of the rest stops, and that's what my sister keeps telling me, that I'm really going to enjoy walking because I'll get to see everyone this year. Right. As being part of the lunch bunch, that's the only rest stop you get to see. So when you say you've been walking, do you have a training regimen that you've been following or do you just squeeze it in where you can? Actually, I downloaded the training walk from the MS site. I'm supposed to be walking four, four out of the seven days. I'm walking more like six out of the seven. So I am doing more walking than the site says, but we'll see how it goes. That's a pretty aggressive training schedule, especially considering all the rain we've been having lately. Well, like um, they say, we walk rain or shine, so I figured might as well walk in the rain and get used to it. That's true. Now, you must have been on the lunch bunch when we had the hurricane a few years ago. That was an interesting year, yes, when they almost took the tent down. Were all your lunches just flying away before you? No, it wasn't bad. There were no soggy sandwiches? No. We're under the tent. We have to keep the food safe. <laughs> now, it looks like Cocktails for a Cure, that's your team, they do... A lot of fundraising. Do you 
participate in the different events that they have, like the different um, softball games or nights out at cafes and the like? I haven't been to too many of them. Um, this Saturday is the plane pull up in Maine. I'm going to that. My brother-in-law has helped put that one together. I think this is their second year doing that. So I'm going up with my bracelets and hoping to raise some more money. My husband's going to help pull the plane. I hear that's a very different thing to do. So a little different from a walk. Now, I have not actually participated in a plane pull, but I'm assuming that it's exactly what the name implies, people pulling a plane. Yes. There are 25 people on a team, and they're pulling one of those huge FedEx planes. And they had a great time last year. They pull the plane maybe a foot, which doesn't seem very far, but when you look at the size of the plane. Sure. So are there different teams of 25 each and to see who can pull it the farthest? Yes. I'm not sure how many teams they actually have this year, but I hear it's a lot more than they had last year. I think they did it from like a two-hour stint last year, and this year they have two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon. There are quite a few more teams this year. How long does it take to pull a plane a foot? It's only a matter of seconds. I guess once you get the plane moving, you don't have to pull it very far. It's just a question of getting it moving. And the, the, I guess the team that pulls it the fastest wins. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not much of an athlete, and I imagine that these individuals train by spending time in the gym lifting weights because the only alternative I can think of is you start off with a little plane and then you work your way up. <laughs> I'm not really sure if there is a training method for pulling a plane. <laughs> I think it's just hop in, grab the rope, and <laughs> pull. At least it won't be pulling back. It's certainly nothing planes were designed to do. I hope they don't break it. I don't think so. No. Now, Team Cocktails for a Cure, I'm looking at the team roster, and I count 22 people on this team. That's pretty big. It is a big team. Most of them do crew, believe it or not. I think this year we have eight or ten walkers. So everybody finds a different way to participate. Yes, is it a pretty tight-knit team? Do you get together outside the walk, or is it just that 50 miles that brings you together? No. Well, a lot of us are related. I have my two sisters, my two brother-in-laws, nieces and nephews. So there's a lot of family on the team. So we do see each other quite a bit during the year. Birthdays, reunions, graduations. Right. Now, since you're all related, me, for example, I am on a team of one. So when I fundraise, I send out letters to everybody I know and everybody my family knows. But with a family team such as yours, I'm sure there's a lot of overlap in who you know. So you, for example, you're, you probably have an exclusive audience by going to the one-day walks and selling your bracelets. But how does everybody else coordinate? Do you have any insight into that? Uh, well, let's see. My sister, Anne, who was the team captain, she does a cocktail party every year. She just had it. It was a few weeks ago. And she has it at Ricardo's. It's a small restaurant in Lowell. So she sends letters out to everyone that she knows and sells tickets. That's how she raises. That's her one big fundraiser for the year. My other sister is part of the lunch bunch. Um, she sends letters out to people that she knows. And they just donate to her. My nieces have the softball tournament. So different teams, they have to raise, the teams have to put in their money for to be in the tournament. 
So it's just different. Everybody does different events, but the, they're all different people because the, the nieces and nephews know a much younger group than we do. Mine was actually very easy just going to the different walks mm-hmm. because you get so many people. What would you say is the age range of your team members? Uh, let's see. I think the youngest is about 15, 16, and the oldest, say 65, 70, around there. We have a wide range of ages. Young people especially are often intimidated by that fundraising goal because, you know, when you get an allowance of $5 a week, $1,500 is several years worth of allowances. Right. And at that age, you really don't know enough people to raise that much money. Right. Your social network is limited, and especially to people who don't have a lot of purchasing power. Yes. But they're the ones that crew, so they can, they raise that money. They're doing, they're helping in their own way. They're helping. Absolutely. Because I think crew, the minimum fundraising is, is there any minimum fundraising? I've always raised at least 200 for it, but I'm not sure. I know there's a $75 registration fee to help defray some of the costs for the weekend. Like I said, I've always raised at least 200 so I'm not sure. if the, I don't think there really is a minimum. It's just kind of recommended. I think you're right. I think there's no minimum, but if you hit a certain amount around 200 or 250 you are deemed super crew. Yes, and then you get the pin for your hat because you have a super crew hat and you get the pin with the year. So I have my four pins that have done crew for four years. And this year you won't be getting a pin. No, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be getting a medal instead. Yes. Well, everyone gets the medal at the end. Oh, even the crew? Yes. Great. When you walk into the green, everyone gets the medal. So you have four pins, you have four medals, and this year you'll have four pins and five medals. Right. Now, on on a team of the size of yours, when somebody is falling behind in their fundraising... What does the team do to help them bring up their fundraising? We all pitch in. If somebody needs money, they can't seem to get to their goal, we'll help each other. We'll share our wealth, if you if you want to put it that way. So everybody does, on average, raise the minimum? Yes. It's really not about how much you can raise. It's about the spirit of it and everyone pitching in together. Well, great. I'm so excited that you're making this transition, and I hope that if you... It doesn't sound like you have any fears or concerns. You're tackling this thing head on with your training, your fundraising, your team building. You are going to be ready to go when you hit that trail. I am ready. Yes. (laughs) That is great. (laughs) So when can I buy one of your bracelets? As soon as I see you. I'm working on a website so people can order them online too. Oh, that's fantastic. That's going slowly. (laughs) But I will see you at the walk and I will have a special bracelet for you. I will have a special donation for you. Okay, terrific. Great. Thanks, Judy. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Danielle, and thank you, Judy. It's wonderful to have so many different perspectives to share here on the podcast, whether you're a walker or crew, veteran or new. Now let's take our weekly look at the event calendar. To avoid flagellating a deceased equine, I will only go over those events that are new and unique to this week as opposed to the ongoing or recurring events. First of all, tonight, Monday night, August 13th, 2012, starting at 7 p.m., there will be a comedy night at the Chili Head Barbecue in Bridgewater. This is an event being hosted by the Team Chili Head Striders, and tickets are $50 each, which gets you uh, light appetizers, access to a cash bar, and most important, a fantastic performance by Carrie Louise, a renowned comedian. You can get your tickets by calling Chili Head at 508 941 
0707. And there's also a Facebook event you can RSVP to, all of which is provided on our event calendar at challengeblog.org slash calendar. Next, August 17th, Friday night at 8 p.m. is a karaoke fundraiser, which you can rest easy knowing I will not be in attendance at, so everybody else should be able to have a good time. This is being held at Gino's Restaurant and Lounge in Mansfield by Team Cocktails for a Cure, of which Judy, who you just heard from, is a member. DJ Charles Anderson Brewer will have over 80,000 songs to choose from, so come for the singing, raffles, and free appetizers, all in exchange for a small donation. The fun begins at 8 p.m. And finally this week, if you are in upstate New York, specifically in the area of Ithaca, you can head up to the Cayuga Lake and enjoy a cruise with Team Hot Pack. This is August 18th for Saturday at 6 p.m. It's a two-hour cruise and includes live music by Frank Raponi, complimentary cocktails and appetizers, a cash bar, a silent auction, raffles, and more. Tickets are $25 and can be ordered online. I spent a great time during my undergraduate years in the Cayuga Lake region. I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful part of New York. Those are all the new events for this week, and this brings us to the close of another episode of MS Challenge Talk. We're coming down to the wire. This podcast airs every Monday up until the walk, so we have, if I count correctly, about three more episodes before we all hit the rail trail. I look forward to bringing you those episodes and hearing from you. Send any feedback to Ken at challengetalk.org. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else that your social media presences may bring you. In the meantime, keep walking and keep smiling. Talk to you soon. This has been MS Challenge Talk. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.challengetalk.org.